Welcome to A Better Way to Heal podcast. My name is Dr. Rachel Gregg. I have my doctorate in pharmacy and my true passion is to help people heal naturally and proactively. My mission is to help people go from merely surviving to thriving with tips to improve your mindset, nutrition, fitness, and gut health. This podcast is here to educate, entertain, and give you the tools to implement in your life to make real positive changes in your health. So if you are ready, let's get started. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of A Better Way to Heal. I'm Dr. Rachel Gregg, and I just, I am here for you now. I made the move from upstate New York, almost Canada, New York, to San Antonio, Texas. So I'm happy to report I successfully made the move. I successfully got out of the snow. Uh, I've been here for not quite two days yet, and then I'm packing my stuff, and I leave you know, by the time you hear this, I've either way past this trip, but at least when this first comes out, I will be in Costa Rica. I earned a trip with my uh, partner that I partner with um, for my business, my network marketing company, and I earned the incentive trip. And so I'm super, super excited about that. So with all of these changes and all these moves and packing, unpacking, my life's been a little bit of in an uproar. So it's a perfect time for me to talk to you guys about sleep and the importance of sleep and how to optimize your sleep patterns. So here we go. Um, this is not going to be a super long episode potentially, but this is going to be super important. I just want to really hash out uh, the the facts, the myths, all those things. And if you could, um, if you're listening to this, could you please be so kind to leave me a review, subscribe, share it with a friend. Thank you so much for all of that. Like this is, this is a piece of my business that I really want to grow and I'm so happy to have you here. So thank you so much. So how many hours of sleep do you get a night? How many hours should you be getting? You should be getting anywhere from seven to eight hours to live fully optimized during the day. Um, you know, even just short periods of time when you're getting less than that, you are putting yourself at risk, not only energy-wise, um, your ability to concentrate, and uh, all those things, but it really does increase risk of different diseases. So you do need to be careful um, with that. So yes, yeah, seven to eight hours of sleep is what you should be getting every night. And I will be giving you some statistics on sleep in just a little bit. Um, so yeah, so I ask like how many of you, kind of rhetorical, because I can't really get an answer from you, but you always can reach out to me. Like how many of you out there are getting seven to eight hours of sleep almost every night, if not every night? right? So sometimes it's just the fact that you can't get everything done in time to go to sleep. Maybe you're not able to sleep that long. Um, there's all different types of things. So, um, you know, there's people out there with insomnia. 
that don't sleep at all. And I'm sure anybody who has dealt with that, or if any of you know anyone, you know how much that impacts their life and not a good, not in a great way either. So there's so many people too in this day and age, especially kids these days, are not getting enough sleep. They're on their phones. Same with us. Like if you've heard really one of the best things you can do for your sleep etiquette is not to look at anything electronic for like an hour before you go to bed, TV, computer, I, you know, your, your phone, your, your tablets, anything, um, just the stress of maybe something you see online or you watch the news and you see a news story that kind of stresses you out. All those things contribute to problems with getting sleep and just the blue light that you get from all those electronics too. Definitely, definitely play a part in that. Um, so during stressful times, obviously it's really hard. Um, so what are some facts about sleep? So facts, um, sleep alters the normal function of your attention and your focus. Um, it helps helps max, maximize your energy and your mood. Um, so getting less than seven to eight hours will affect all of that. What's actually happening too is that stress, that stressor of lack of sleep. And I'm going to be forthright and honest with all of you, like getting enough sleep for me has always been an issue. I'm a type A, so I will stay up. I did it the other night. I'll be totally upfront with you. Um, actually last night, um, I stayed up super late because I wanted to get totally unpacked. Like I just, I knew that even if I tried to go to bed, I would just be like, oh my God, I don't want to leave it off for tomorrow. Got up totally unpacked so I could pack this morning for my trip that I leave for tomorrow, early tomorrow morning. Um, so it, it, it's, it's one of those things like I, I still am challenged with it because I want to get things done. but long term or the majority of the time, I really push hard to get at least seven hours of sleep. Sometimes my body wakes me up earlier than that. Um, but I really try super hard. Uh, so a sleep def um, deficit is going to automatically impact your ability to pay attention and focus and concentrate. So whether it's driving, whether it's when you're at work, um, you know, just doing the things that you need to do, like maybe you sit down to read or do work and you just instantly get tired. Um, circadian rhythm, especially this time of year when it's getting darker earlier, we tend to, our bodies just naturally want to go to bed earlier. And I'm speaking to myself too, stop fighting it. Stop, um, you know, if your body is tired, it's telling you something let it, let it talk, listen to it, <laughs> listen to it. Okay. I'm, I'm bad at this too, but the stress of not sleeping actually causes hormone imbalances. So one of the most popular things, questions about sleep and what to take for sleep when I was in the pharmacy is melatonin. And people are like, I take it. It doesn't work. Um, and the problem is because of the stress of not sleeping, you're actually increasing your cortisol levels. And when you increase the cortisol, that stress hormone, you actually decrease serotonin. And when you don't have the right amount of serotonin, your, your body can't, 
um, metabolize and use melatonin. So hence, that's why it's not working. So what you really need to do is you need to take a, a supplement, which is something that I do every night, that helps lower cortisol levels. And if you're interested in knowing what I take, message me, reach out to me. I'd be happy to talk to you about it. Um, but you need to lower those cortisol levels so you can actually increase your serotonin, which in essence will give you that higher level of melatonin naturally, which is based, that's how I want to really focus on how to, you, you know, your life is as natural as you can. So if you can supplement, because supplements are needed just because our food sources are not, 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 not what we need them to be. So supplements are, in my view, um, something that you absolutely need to do. Good sources of supplements. Again, I'd be happy to share with you the supplements that I use for myself, for my clients, that I recommend to my family and, my, and anyone who asks. I'd be happy to share that with you. I'm very passionate about this. All of this, again, starts in the gut. The gut is your engine, your computer, when it comes to all things hormones. Every single hormone starts in the gut, whether it's something like insulin, whether it's something like your thyroid hormone, it all begins there. There's an imbalance in your gut. So we're also talking about your microbiome. There's going to be problems everywhere else in your body. So again, I can't get away from the gut. It follows me everywhere I go. <laughs> no, I'm super passionate. So um, there's a deeper rooted issue if sleep is your issue. And honestly, if you can combat that sleep, I know it seems like a vicious cycle, but this is where I'm passionate as a pharmacist, as a doctor of pharmacy. I had my times when I'm like, oh, you just eat, eat right. You'll be fine. Mm -mm. you need to supplement and I have the right things for you if you're interested. So, you know, this is something that as much as we try, you know, to do outside things like meditation and think those work great. Um, but I'm telling you that the supplementation is going to get you there quicker and help you, um, sustain it, um, at a, at a higher level. Um, so, I mean, a lot of people get as little as five hours of sleep increases your risk of death of all causes, heart, you know, anything stress related, heart disease, stroke, um, what it, um, increases your risk by double. Um, let's see. So if you want, uh, lowers cognition, mental alertness, as I mentioned before, uh, dumbs you down. So there's a glymphatic system in your brain and this works while we are sleeping and it flushes out all the toxins in our body. Um, so the less that you're sleeping, the less time that your body actually has to detox. And one thing I've always noticed when I'm doing a detox um, myself, and this is what I hear from people that I have helped go through a detox, sleep is so much better. Um, you're clearing out a lot of those um, uh, inflammatory foods. Your body can work at a higher level. It's cleaning things out. 
So it's like getting an oil change in your car. You know, it's going to run better for the long haul. So sleep is just like that daily reset, that daily reset. And we, we feel like, oh, what if I get that extra hour of sleep? I don't do X, Y, or Z. The thing is, is if you had that extra hour of sleep, you'd be performing at a higher level. And you probably would get that X, Y, or Z thing completely done. Um, let's see. Um, it makes you crave when you have a lack of sleep. Your cravings go crazy. Again, hormone imbalances, including estrogen, um, testosterone. With that, you know, the balance that you have, whether you're male or female, we each have both of those in our body at different levels, but it's going to throw things off. So if you have hormones out of whack, um, it throws the hormones in your body that are actually the hunger hormones. Um, it messes with things like dopamine, which is your motivation, serotonin, which is your happiness. Um, let's see, you need accurate um, levels of things like GABA, which is an amino acid that restores the calmness that you feel. Um, so as you can see, and hear me talking about is that lack of sleep so it increases and throws out of whack the hunger hormones so the the hormones that make you feel satiated are turned off and the hormones that make you feel hungry are turned on because you're lower in energy and your body's trying to figure out like well what can i do to increase my energy give me some more calories um, and we tend to, when we're tired, grab those sugary drinks or foods, caffeine. Okay. And what happens there is that things like sugar cause more inflammation in the body, uh, causes dysbiosis or an imbalance in your microbiome, which is in your gut, which is going to affect the hormones in your gut. And you can see it just exacerbates the, the problem. So if we can actually Sleep, I think, is the number one start there. Get the sleep. It's a process. You know, like you may go from, okay, I've only been getting five hours. Maybe I get six hours for a couple weeks and work your way up, however, you need to do that. Um, so, our feelings of being depressed, anxious, stress um, go hand in hand with our levels of sleep. So, when you have less sleep, like I mentioned before, I'll mention it again, sometimes we need to hear things more than once, the cortisol levels go up. Things like belly fat go up, increased risk of chronic disease. Um, but what actually is happening too is that with that lack of sleep and that increased risk of, of, of stress because you're increasing the cortisol, you're going to manifest it and everyone manifests it differently, but you're going to start experiencing things and you're not quite sure what's going on. And you'll go to the doctors and the doctor will diagnose you with, with anxiety or depression. And that is just strictly because your cortisol is way up and you could start with the stress and then you're adding stress because you're not sleeping on top of it. And that, like I said, serotonin, dopamine, GABA, norepinephrine are all thrown off. And those are the chemicals, the hormones, if you will, that are um, used 
excuse me, are treated with the drugs that are for anxiety and depression. So if we can combat the sleep issue, we can lower the anxiety, depression rates. So it's not, you've heard me say this in the past, you're not depressed because you have a Prozac deficiency. You're not anxious because your Xanax levels in your blood are off. Okay. So let's do this naturally. We can, you know, it's, it, let's just do it naturally. Those drugs actually suppress your body from functioning naturally. So when you try to take them away, that's why you have withdrawal symptoms because your body's like, well, I don't know how to do anything anymore because these drugs just kind of, kind of blunted everything off. So like I mentioned, the microbiome, the bugs in our, in our body uh, have a huge impact on our ability to fall asleep and stay asleep. Um, so melatonin, cortisol levels, GABA, norepinephrine, and understanding that when we have high levels of cortisol, everything else tanks. Everything else tanks. So that's just an easy way to think about it. So I'm hoping this is maybe a light bulb moment for you, or you're just getting intrigued and you want to know more. Awesome. 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 That's exactly why I'm here. Um, so I mentioned how when you have that lower energy due to lack of sleep, you reach for things like caffeine, more coffee, uh, sugar. Maybe you're reaching for those like monster drinks. Um, they also will impact your sleep um, long-term. If you're drinking a lot of caffeine throughout the day, it's going to make it harder for you to fall asleep. I know some people say, I can't do caffeine after two o'clock in the afternoon or whatever, because you realize like, my, I can't sleep if I've had caffeine. Um, same with sugar. The more sugar you have later in the day, it's going to keep you up. It's an excitatory, excites the system. And also at nighttime, so I talked about the blue lights, about the electronics, also not eating super late at night. Your body's trying to digest. It's harder for, it's hard for your body to do. Your, your body's not necessarily the best multitasker with certain things and digesting food and trying to sleep. Like it's getting revved up. It's trying to like put some heat. Let's go. Let's go. It's like going to do a 15 minute Tabata hit workout. And then you're like, okay, I just want to just like chill now. It's like your body's revved up. You're warming your body up. You're not warming your body up to just go take a nap or just chill. Like you're warming your body up to move it. So it's that same thing. When your body is literally metabolizing food and breaking food down and your GI tract is moving and squeezing and all the things, it's going to not be so easy to fall asleep. It's also, they've found that if we're not asleep between the hours of 11 and 3, it impairs our body's ability to detoxify. So those are important. Again, it's something I have to work on, but getting to bed before 11 o'clock at night, between 11 and 3 is when your body does amazing things. Amazing things. And... If you're taking fish oil, here's a little tip that maybe you haven't heard. It's actually better to take your fish oil at nighttime. The way your body works with cholesterol and all those things, it actually helps 
um, with that process too. So that in essence could help you with your sleep. So that's, that's the biggest thing, sleep. Again, when you're not sleeping, and it could be from stress, which it will increase the cortisol levels, you're increasing the cortisol levels even more. You're even in a bigger deficit with your serotonin, your GABA, which calms you down. So when you think about it, serotonin is helping your body produce melatonin, which helps you sleep. GABA, if you have a higher level, keeps you calm, helps you sleep. Okay, so, and if you have your dopamine in the right place, you have the motivation the next day to do what you need to do. So it's starting to make sense. And you can kind of wrap your head around why I'm so passionate about sleep. I've had lots of questions about it recently. So that is why I knew it was time. Plus, <laughs> moving halfway across the country, I knew the feeling I had, like the nights I was sleeping really well and the nights I didn't get much sleep at all. So it was like a little tester, not on purpose. So with that, again, if you are listening to this, please leave me a review, subscribe, share this with someone that you know that needs to hear this. And if you have any questions for me, if you want to know um, what I'm using that works, reach out to me. Uh, it's amazing. And I'm seeing myself. It's just taking my life to the next level. I vibrate at a higher vibe. I just see things in a different light. And sleep has gotten me there with the help of, with the help of things that help lower cortisol. And again, you know, don't eat right before you go to bed. Get your water in, drinking your water half to half to your body weight in water in ounces, getting in earlier in the day though, so you're not up all night going to the bathroom. And just find ways to turn off all electronics one hour, whether it's you're gonna read, maybe that's your time to meditate, do a stretch, do Pilates, something to kind of just do foam rolling. That actually is a great way to calm the central nervous system down. So on that note, I hope this was helpful for you. I'd love to hear from you. And thank you so much for being here. I love you all. I appreciate every single one of you for listening. And until next time, um, just there's always, always, always something to be grateful for. And every day has beautiful beams of light that come through. So until the next time that you hear my lovely voice, be happy, be healthy, and let me know which topics you want to know more about because it's why I'm here for all of you. So talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of A Better Way to Heal podcast. If you loved it and you got value, please go and subscribe and leave me a review. It would mean the world to me. It means the world to this podcast. And I can be found on Instagram at Dr. Rachel Gregg and also Facebook. You can find my personal page, Rachel Gregg, or my business page, Rachel Gregg Fitness. And also you can find me at my website, rachelgreggfitness.com. 
and I look forward to seeing you in the next episode.